Welcome to Supplier Experience Live from HICS, where we explore all the latest topics, trends, and discussion points in the world of procurement, procurement technology, and supplier experience management. Welcome to the show. And for this episode, we're off to the United States again, Washington to be precise, to speak to David Yarkin. Thank you, David, for, for joining us on the podcast. And maybe you could kick us off by giving us a bit of background on what led you into procurement and, of course, the setup of Procurated. Sure. And thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, so um, I got my start in procurement uh, back in 2003, actually, a long time ago. So I was the chief procurement officer of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, which for those of your listeners in uh, across the pond, as we say, uh, is the sixth largest state in the country. Pennsylvania is a very big purchaser of goods and services. I think we spent about $5 billion a year on goods and services. So it was a it was an incredible job and um, one that, you know, I loved. I learned a lot in it and uh, and in many ways, as we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about today, was was really the the basis for the creation of Procurated. And then just on Procurated, then I'm uh, I'm intrigued to know a little bit more about what it is, how it works, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, going back to my days in Pennsylvania, you know, we accomplished a lot of terrific things. We saved $140 million on a recurring basis. We were able to quadruple our supplier diversity numbers, all of which because we had an extraordinarily talented team uh, and great leadership from the governor of the state on down. Uh, my role was was fairly marginal. I just tried to stay out of the out of the way, Duncan. But uh, we accomplished great things. But one thing that really we we struggled with, like every government struggles with, was really around the way that we selected our suppliers on the basis of their past performance. So in um, you know in every procurement that the Commonwealth did, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania did, we'd be asking our suppliers to provide us with three references that could speak to their past performance. And these were really vital because if you think about it, the single best predictor of future performance of a supplier is their past performance. And yet on this critical vital question, we were letting the suppliers dictate the terms. We were letting them tell us who we could and who we couldn't call. And we had predictable results. You call someone the supplier tells you to call, of course they're gonna say that this company or that company is infallible and walks on water. And we learned absolutely nothing from the process. And it was very frustrating for me, um, and I think very dangerous for for our world in in some ways. Not to make it too, uh, you know, too too dark on a on a beautiful Tuesday morning here. But um, I'll tell you a really quick story, and I think it'll show you why this is so vital. So in my community in Washington D.C., we have a number of terrific neighborhood elementary schools. The one closest to me, Merch Elementary School, about three weeks ago, sent a group of happy kindergartners on a bus to go to a pumpkin patch. All is great. Americana, right? On their way back, things took a, a, a pretty bad turn. The bus they were in hit a big rock. The wheel got flattened and destroyed. The driver drove the bus into a ditch. When the police arrived on the scene, turns out the driver was very intoxicated driving a bunch of kids. So the bus company sent a, a second bus to bring the kids back home to Washington. That bus had 18 safety violations and couldn't be driven. They sent a third bus out to bring the kids home. 
that bus driver didn't have a valid, a valid driver's license. This was a company that was a really, really poor performing company. And it jeopardized the very lives of kids. Right. And yet the process allowed this company to be picked because it didn't give visibility to the procurement people about that supplier's poor track record in the past. And if it wasn't for four adults on the bus who sort of took the bus over basically and, and forced the driver to stop driving, it could have been even more tragic. That's right. why what we're doing really matters. Absolutely. And, and everybody was, was okay after the, the incident? Yeah, nine kids got hurt. I mean, they're okay, knock on wood, but it was a preventable, it was a preventable tragedy. Because here's the thing, when we go to a restaurant, when we go to uh, a new city, I'm flying out to California this afternoon. When I land in California and I want a burger, I can go to a tool like Yelp or TripAdvisor and type in burger, best burger near me, and I'll find the best burger near the airport in San Francisco, and I'll be very happy because I know that I can rely on the wisdom of the crowd to share their experiences. I thought to myself, after my experience in Pennsylvania, why can't we do this for public procurement? Why can't we create a tool that connects everyone in public procurement in the US and potentially in the world to let them share experiences with each other, candidly, honestly, privately, so that when I'm choosing a bus vendor to take kids to a pumpkin patch, I can pick one with confidence knowing the driver's not going to be drunk. The bus isn't going to have safety violations. The next driver is going to have his license, right? And I know that, and I have trust in that decision if I know that my peers in other governments, other school districts across the country or in my neck of the woods have had a good experience with that company. And you mentioned uh, tools like Yelp there, and of course, really interesting example here of um, how some of those ideas from other areas can also be applied to uh, procurement so kind of led me to think a little bit um, around that whole idea of these tools what's out there how it's an enabler how, how do you see tools like this being able to enable the procurement function of tomorrow and i guess feels like the time is right right now for change so why do you think it's so important to get to grips with right now yeah, such a good question, Duncan. And I really do think you're right, which is I think that there, you know, people have been talking about procurement transformation for 20 years. I, I think that we're actually experiencing and will continue to experience at an accelerated pace, real transformation. And real transformation means meeting your users, your procurement users, where they are with tools that are familiar to them, right? In our private lives as consumers, we don't use software or tools that require, you know, a five hour training or to read, you know, long manuals or to hire consultants to do change management to use Yelp. Right. Right. The tools are easy and simple and intuitive. And I think that's what we as procurement professionals are going to start demanding from our providers, our, our software providers that the tools that they give us to use to do our jobs need to be as simple and as easy to use as what we use as consumers. And, and I, you know, if you see, you know, Amazon Business, for example, has become a very big player in the US addressing what we call tailspin, you know, the, the term non-contract spend. And the reason why it's popular is because the 
the person who works in a procurement office from nine to five is this very same person at home who's buying sneakers or a water bottle or you know a trampoline for their kids. And they're doing that on Amazon. So of course they're gonna to wanna to do that in their professional lives on Amazon. The same is true for how we vet suppliers, right? We're used to using tools like TripAdvisor or Yelp, Angie's List, Glassdoor, G2 in our personal lives. Of course we wanna use those same tools in our professional lives, it only makes sense. And of course, reminds me of another analogy actually here when you sort of compare the uh, behavior of consumers and we're quite used to choosing the best app for the job or the best tool for the job right and that got me to thinking around what we're seeing in terms of the emergence also of best of breed technologies on the uh, on the procurement side so i just wondered what's your view on the benefits do you see that kind of same correlation taking place there a hundred percent and to go back to where we started a little while ago about this evolution in government or in procurement technology when I was a chief procurement officer, best of breed meant you could use the procurement software that the ERP provider gave you, right? It was a monolith, it was one system, right? For us, we, we put SAP's SRM system in, uh, which at the time I think was probably pretty good, but we didn't, have, we didn't have the option. We weren't given the ability to choose from a dozen or more different softwares that would meet our specific need. So I do think that best of breed is here to stay. I think it's put pressure on the ERPs to improve their game when it comes to procurement software. But what's really interesting is something that I'm calling, and I need a better name for this, Duncan, but what I'm calling now best of breed within best of breed, right? So best of breed used to mean I can choose Ariba or Coupa or Jagger or OpenGov or Periscope or whatever. Now, what it means is when I've made that decision for my procurement system of record, I can choose best of breed within that system to bring in other tools, other data, other assets to make the system work specifically for my organization. And, and I'll give you an example, which is close to home, but we announced in the last month two integrations, one with a company called Periscope, one with a company called OpenGov, where users of those systems who chose those systems because they're very good and robust e-procurement software can now access the procurated score the vendor performance score that we've collected natively inside of those tools so they don't have to go to our site have one window open with procurated on it and one window open with their e-procurement software it's all together seamlessly in one place and it helps them do their jobs efficiently and by bringing in, you know, hopefully humbly, I'll say this humbly, a best in class solution when it comes to vendor performance, which is procurated into their systems. Of course, that goes back to your earlier point about really bringing those tools and the experience to the user. You, you mentioned that before. Right. And, that, and, that, and so that's our, our vision in procurated is, you know, we've now built an API that connects very seamlessly and elegantly into these systems, it makes you feel like you're still in that system because you are. We believe that we can repurpose that API across multiple e-procurement systems. So whether in the future, whether you're on a, you know, OpenGov or Periscope or Reba or Coupa or iValue or whoever, you'll be able to access data about a supplier's past performance easily inside your system. And for us, 
That's really our North Star. We want to make sure that everyone in procurement, when they're trying to learn about a supplier, can see the experiences of their peers across the country or across the world. And what's exciting about this is this allows us to do that just by integrating with you know, a dozen, two dozen systems out there. So you spoke there about um, the, the importance of APIs. Of course, data is a big part of this picture as well. You mentioned the, the user experience aspect, but of course, these systems could only go so far, right? So I guess my, my next sort of question is actually around the, the procurement uh, professionals, the procurement community. What do you feel they need to also do in order to, I guess, prepare for some of this change and also modernize? We spoke about uh, modernization earlier. So um, yeah. what are you seeing there? Yeah, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up on the word community that you use because it's a word that we use all the time, and I and I feel like I have some standing to say it because I I was and I still am a very active member of our procurement community here in the U.S. You know, it's it's interesting if you were to ask HP to tell Dell about its secret sauce, its best suppliers, the things that help their supply chain hum, they would never do it because they're fierce competitors, right? But here in, in, in the public sector, which is where I, I operate, state governments are not competitive with each other, right? They have no reason not to help each other. And not only that, they actually like each other. You go to a procurement conference, they have to shut the bar down at two in the morning because my friends in procurement and I are sitting there at the bar telling war stories about this procurement or that procurement or that vendor or that buyer until two in the morning. It would make the average American or the average Brit's eyes glaze over in complete boredom. But for us, as procurement nerds, we love it. And, mm -hmm. and we're, we're a very tight-knit community. But what's, what we don't realize, I think, sometimes is that we're not just good drinking partners. We actually can be extraordinarily powerful and valuable to one another if we're able to organize ourselves and help each other as a community. So I'll go back to my, my sad bus story, but imagine if the procurement directors for the cities around Washington, the counties around Washington, and the school districts around Washington had all taken 60 seconds to write a review of this company and describe their very bad performances, bad experiences with them. But that's the power that we have as a community. We can literally solve problems for one another if we band together. And it, it does take technology, I think, to do that, unless we can recreate the 2 a.m. bar in every city 20, every day. But short of that, technology can do that, can do that for us. Yeah, fantastic. And, and you've probably seen here at uh, Hicks as well, uh, we are also very interested on the supplier experience side, because of course, suppliers are a big part of the, the community as well, right? So, right. I'd be really interested to hear your view in terms of also how it perhaps improves uh, relationships with suppliers or what you see the, the, the role of the supplier in this. What was your view on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that we make a mistake sometimes in procurement in thinking that procurement is of, by, and for the procurement community alone, right? The expression, it takes two to tango, is certainly true when it comes to procurement. You need to have a supplier on the other side of the of the, of the table, other side of the contract signature process. You know, the purpose of procurement really is to find 
the best supplier out there for your needs and manage that supplier to best serve your customers, right? But that it's not done in the vacuum. The supplier has to be an equal partner with you in that process. And I think that does get overlooked sometimes. And I, I, I saw a, a terrific um, short video that you all produced with a, um, a logistics procurement director, uh, I think over in Europe. Uh, and he was saying, you know, when you make life harder for the supplier, when you make them fill out forms, jump up, jump through hoops, et cetera, it makes you a less attractive customer. And when a supplier has a choice, if they only have time or bandwidth to respond to one bid today, you as a procurement professional have to do everything you can to make sure that you are the most attractive customer. So what does that mean? It certainly makes making, making the procurement process easy and seamless and digital. It certainly means making eliminating any unnecessary forms, any unnecessary steps that you're not actually gonna even use just because you've done it in the past. It certainly means making sure that you're paying on time. It makes sure that you make means making sure that your terms and conditions are not onerous. It makes, and I think, and this again comes a little close to home, Duncan. I think it also means that in the life of the contract, you're having a very candid and open and regular conversation with your suppliers about how things are going. You want to hear from them what can we as a procurement organization do better to make it easier to work with us? <clears throat> but as important, the supplier wants to know what can they be doing better? What are the parts of your organization that are struggling to work with us? Or maybe we as the supplier are performing poorly and we can get better. What are some common themes that you and procurement are hearing about our performance? Are people complaining that our deliveries are late? Are they complaining that our drivers are not courteous? Are they saying it's hard to reach someone in customer service? Are they saying that the return process is very challenging? That information can be hard to get, but again, a little bit of a plug here for Procurated. If you use a software that's able to get the voice of the customer and capture it and then digitize it and aggregate it to you and give it to the contract manager in a digestible format, it's not that hard. And you can give the suppliers information that they crave on how they can get better. I think what you say there as well around um, you, you use the term equal partner is is so important actually in, in this aspect and um, interesting what you say around things like you know look, reviewing the processes removing those unnecessary forms taking out those steps that are perhaps duplicates all that kind of stuff even asking the suppliers how things are going so this is very much talking our language as well around what we call the supplier's perspective now obviously procurement generally has been much more focused perhaps on cost savings in the past before so i just wondered why are we seeing this change now um you know why is the supplier's perspective being able to understand perhaps empathize become so important here yeah well and i, and I think i do think when, when i was in the role it was all about cost you heard me at the beginning talk about cost savings as a highlight right i do think that the world is changing i, I don't think that cost is unimportant it'll always be important and you know, as we as the economy takes a downward turn, as we potentially go into a recession, as governments and corporate corporate um, uh, buyers need to find savings because of, of bottom line pressures, it will continue to be and maybe become even more important than it's been in the last couple of years. But I think there's been a real awakening as a result of COVID. Right. We saw too many times that 
a um, you know a hospital would open up a box of masks thinking they were going to be N95 masks that would protect their frontline workers, the box would be empty or damaged, or the masks inside wouldn't wouldn't were the right ones to protect the workers, right? And so we really do. We've learned that quality really matters, and you need to take that extra step to make sure the supplier you're working with is a strong performer. And to your point, Duncan, you need to, to think about it from the supplier's perspective as well, right? You need to think about, if I want to attract this high quality supplier, I need to, I need to become an attractive customer. And that means doing all the things we talked about before, making that supplier experience one that you know, feels good to the supplier and entices them to compete for your business. Absolutely. Now, I know we could talk about this um, all afternoon, of course, um, and I'm sure there's many others out there that would want to take the conversation up with you. So just to, to finish off on, um, where could listeners best get hold of you? And also, if they want to find out a bit more about Procurated, if you have any uh, guidance for, for where they should go to, to look that up, that would be great. Sure. Well, so our Procurated, you can come to our website, which is Procurated.com, P-R-O-C-U-R-A-T-E-D. Com. Uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn, so um, just go to LinkedIn and type in David Yark. There's only one of me, um, and again, it's Y-A-R-K-I-N. Love to connect with you there, and and happy to talk with anyone who uh, wants to geek out like uh, like you and I have had a chance to do over the last half hour, Duncan. Fantastic. Well, look, David, again, thank you so much for making the time this afternoon, and it was great talking to you again. Yeah, you as well. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please don't forget to hit the like or subscribe button. Or for more information about us, visit our website, www.pix.com.